Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, it's almost the end of Father's Day. What did you do? Uh, we went back to the Hyatt Regency, which is one of my favorite places, to Daniel's Broiler. And for special occasions, they have a special like brunch buffet. So that's what we did. And uh, it was a great time. And my favorite thing was they had this soy miso glazed salmon. So that was awesome. What did you guys do? We went to West Seattle and went to Maono for brunch. My brother last minute didn't book anything in time so we booked something <laughs> he got a reservation at 9 a.m for brunch i'm just Ooh. like i'm like really like seriously <laughs> i was like how how did you forget it's like father's day but he had to he had to book my niece's birthday party and i guess he lost the whole reservation i was like I, oh my I don't goodness know. why didn't you just ask me to do it i could have done it for you but um yeah it was it was really good i don't know why but my family always over orders it's ridiculous he pre-ordered two whole fried chickens at maono and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then his, my sister-in-law wanted locomoco and then my dad wanted the curry fried rice we got all the sides the kimchi the potato mac salad which by the way the kimchi and rice don't come with the fried chicken anymore at maono so i'm like <laughs> okay what happened there and so everything was a la carte and before i know it i was just like and we and i wanted the okra the okra was really good, but I was just like, man, we ordered for like 20 people. We only have five adults. <laughs> just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I saw your stories and I'm well, why did you guys get two chickens? I mean, it's good chicken. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of food. I don't know. It's it. This always happens. Like when I'm with my, my brother and sister-in-law and, and my nieces, let's just, we go to Din Tai Fung and it's just like, oh no, each niece needs like Shaolong Bao orders for their own. <laughs> and so we order like five Shaolong Bao orders for the, all of us. I'm like, is this really necessary? <laughs> really? They're going to eat all 10 of them. They're, they're three and seven years old. Do you really need that? So, <laughs> I don't know, oh but goodness. it was fun. It was fun. We got to walk around the West Seattle farmer's market at the junction. It moved. It got bigger and bigger. I, I haven't been in maybe a couple years and it yeah. used to be in like a parking lot. And now they just took a whole street on California Avenue. Um, oh my goodness. It was ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it's almost as, almost as large as the Ballard farmer's market. Oh, wow. Right. That's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it was nice. Got to spend some time with dad and hung out and did some stuff. So welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast. This is episode 40. Yeah, we're going to get right into it because we got so much to talk about. Let's start with some recaps. Monica, it's the summer season. It was very warm. And I'm about to tell you about an event we went to last week. For the month of June, Salt and Straw is featuring their camping series flavors. And we got to sample all five flavors at a tasting event at Volunteer Park. That was kind of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was super hot that day. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by all the sweating I had, I was just like, it was insane. But I was melting. <laughs> but it was still a really good time. We got to try all five flavors of the new camping series. Cat Whitehead, Salt and Straw's R&D manager, was able to come all the way up from Portland. And she shared with us the details that went behind developing the five flavors, which include campfire s'mores, buttermilk pancakes, bacon and eggs, mushroom muddy buddies, which a lot of people really loved. 
mm-hmm. berries, beans, and barbecue sauce, which was my favorite. Fruity Pebbles, hello. And skillet <laughs> cornbread with candied nettles. And they were picked from Tiger Mountain. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a lot of flavors for sure. And you know me, I'm a chocolate fan. So the Campfire S'mores was definitely my favorite. Um, but some of the other flavors, the the Mushroom Muddy Buddies was pretty interesting. And I kind of like that as well. And so just some of the unique flavors. I mean, candy nettles. I mean, come on. Who does that? <laughs> I remember when we went down to Portland to talk to Tyler Malik, one of the creators of Salt and Straw. He talked about playing around with the nettles and mm-hmm. playing around with the pine nettles. Mm-hmm. And we thought he was nuts. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> like, well, you're doing what? And it's like, with the, and, and it worked. I mean, this is the skillet cornbread flavor is one of my favorite ice mm-hmm. creams of this whole series. Oh, wow. It's really, really good. Yeah. I was surprised with the beans and the barbecue. I'm just like, oh my God, there's really beans in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really surprising. And they put Pop Rocks in the Campfire S'mores. Our friend Annie Eats Food, when we tried it the first time at the Capitol Hill location, she was like, there's pop rocks in there. And I was like, nah, you're just, you're just making stuff up. And then when, (laughs) when when Kat told us about it at Volunteer Park, I was just like, oh my God, she wasn't delusional. (laughs) She was actually right about it. Totally. Yeah. The best part about the camping series, Monica, is that portions of the proceeds goes to support the national parks. What a better way than to get ice cream and support your national parks. Yeah, I love it. Definitely a great cause. And you heard uh, Nelson was just talking about our interview with Tyler Malik. That's episode 22. So go check that out as well. A little bit of bonus. They also told us for the last weekend of June in celebration of Pride Month, Salt and Straw will be scooping a special Skittles flavored ice cream. So look mm-hmm. out for that in the weeks to come. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. More more Fruity Pebbles for you. More, more Fruity Pebbles. Yes. More <laughs> colors. More colors. All right. So Monica, tell us about another recap. So you and I were also in West Seattle last Thursday, and we had a chance to record with Kevin and Emily from the Deadbeat Film Society. So this is a podcast that for each episode, they talk about a film with other podcast hosts like us. So we talked about Ratatouille, and we're looking forward to hearing the episode soon. Uh, Nelson, what did you think about like sitting down talking about a movie with other podcasters? Man, I'm not going to lie to you. I watched Ratatouille two times before <laughs> this week, last week, just to prepare for it because I did not know what was going to come at us. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- what are they analyzing? Is Are we going to re- go really deep into it? <laughs> and we had a really, really great conversation with Kevin and Emily from Deadbeat Film Society. It was it was really fun. And they believe it or not, we talked more about food than 50% of was talking about food and 50% was talking about the movie so Mm -hmm. yeah very interesting we'll let you know when it comes out definitely a good time and also you know it's nice to get to know uh, some of the other seattle food uh, podcasters as well and monica back to food niho sushi this week we had lunch at Neo Sushi in downtown and we had the chance to try out several of their maki rolls, including their Pier 54 and 12th Man rolls, as well as their bento box, katsudon, and sashimi appetizer. Mm-hmm. Monica, that was a lot of food for lunch. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, I kinda was. <laughs> uh, but that seems to be a theme with us, so that's okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> right, right. But the thing that really wowed me is their presentation, mm-hmm. the beautiful presentation of all the dishes. And that bento box was very filling. You and I, Monica, enjoyed the salmon teriyaki in our bento box. We thought there was really well prepared, right? 
Yeah, that had really nice color to it, really nice flavor and the teriyaki and uh, the salmon had really great texture. Um, really nice for, and, and it's hard to cook like salmon in those small portions if in those boxes, but I thought they did a great job. I also really loved the presentation on the rolls. Mm -hmm. I love sushi rolls. Sushi rolls are my thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just love sushi rolls in general. Anytime there's anytime's an opportunity to get sushi rolls, I'm I'm all down. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely check out Niho Sushi. It's in downtown. Great for lunch, Monica. There was a lot of people at that spot. Yeah, there was. And I uh, work nearby, so I've been uh, there for lunch before. And it's always great to call ahead or to get there early because they, when they open, it's not that busy. But within the hour, it'll be really crowded. I mean, and definitely that restaurant was full. So worth walking all the way down the hill. I'm not going to disclose where you work, but <laughs> and walking all the way back uphill for, for Niho Sushi. So you're telling me it's worth it just to go uphill and downhill for it. When you're not around, I do walk uphill. I don't enjoy <laughs> it, but I do. At least when you're further up on, you know, closer to my office, you can like walk through buildings and ride escalators and elevators. But when you go <laughs> okay. down to like Western and First, you just got to walk that hill unless you want to walk all the way okay. to Chinatown or all the way to Pike. <laughs> Full disclosure, I am Monica's default Uber, just to let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> and Monica, tell us about Andare and Hyatt Regency Hotel, because that was pretty cool. This is the second time we've been to Andare mm -hmm. in downtown. This time around, we actually got a tour of the Hyatt. Yes. Earlier this year, Annie Eats Food had set up a tasting at Andare Kitchen and, and Bar. And that uh, was basically a way to launch a restaurant because the Hyatt Regency, that location was newly opened in December 2018. So pretty new. And we, we got to have a tour, like you said. Uh, we didn't get to see everything, but we got to see a lot. And what a beautiful space. And then we also got to try some newer menu items at Andari Kitchen. In terms of the hotel, I love the art, the design, and the comfort of the spaces that we saw. What did you think, Nelson? So the best part for me was probably all the local artists mm -hmm. that they displayed out there and they showcased. I thought that was really, really interesting. Great photography. And then when they showed us the the pictures in their Regency Club, mm -hmm. that was that was really neat. A lot of fun Seattle landmarks. I love Seattle photography and when they do black and white photography with the dramatic effect. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to buy all of them and put them in my like man's room. So man's just room. Like... <laughs> man's room. <laughs> You know, my man, my man cave, I want to put it in like my man cave because I just, I just love those type of art. It's just clean, clean lines and just kind of iconic Seattle, yeah. you know, monuments. Definitely beautiful. And I'm glad you changed it to man cave because man's room kind of just sounds like the bathroom. And I'm just like, that's not an attractive look. Yeah, I can put that, I can put that stuff in my bathroom too as well. I can put it in my man's room, my men's room. I can man's do that. <laughs> uh, and I agree with you. I could live in the Regency Club. When I was walking around there, I'm like, oh my God, this is like a beautiful space. I'm all, look, there's a kitchen, there's an island, there's like a living room. I'm just like, this could be my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so really great. And then and then we went and checked out Andare for a second time. Mm -hmm. We got to check it out earlier in February, but this time around, they have some new stuff for the summer. 
Yeah, uh, lunch was great. And the standout for me was really the pork cheek arancini. And so the outside was so crisp and the inside was tender. And then there were these flavorful bits of pork. I, I really enjoyed trying some of the different items. Uh, really liked that they were really, they knew that we had been there before and didn't repeat any of the items. What was your favorite dish? I really enjoyed the pizza fritas, mm. the other antipasti that they served. Yeah. I really like that. They use the pizza dough and they make like mini pizzas. I think that's perfect for happy hour. Mm -hmm. Just with dip it in that, in that tomato sauce. Is, I thought that was perfect. Yeah, that was really good. And Andar is a really solid option for locals at fairly reasonable prices. Not those kind of hotel prices that you usually get. Pro tip. <laughs> Last week I was driving home and I was hungry, did not want fast food. It was like 930 and I was really hangry and upset. And I just went home and ended up eating late. But when we were touring the Hyatt, they showed us they have a market on the second floor that's open 24 hours a day to anyone. And so they have really simple grab and go options. And I wish I would have known that before because they're all things that I want to eat. There's some local goods and then some freshly made stuff. And really great to hear about something like that in the area. I totally agree. Good to just grab and go. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. Monica, you, to be honest, you should have stayed three days at the Hyatt because after you did Andara, you went to Daniel's Broiler. You could have just did a whole I know, right? staycation <laughs> for that. Yeah, because they were telling me to, to try out the whiskey bar too. And I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I have time for that. But yeah, if I had a staycation, I could have done it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for next week when Hyatt is sponsoring the Seattle Food Podcast. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, Nelson, tell us about some fried chicken. Buck, buck, buck. Yeah, buck, 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 yeah. Buck. <laughs> Monica, I was concerned because we had to go to the Ave mm -hmm. and it was in the middle of graduation, of UW graduation. So I was like, oh man, I was like, we're, the traffic's going to be bad. It's going to be, I was like, we're going to be late. We made it. There's a new spot on the Ave and they are serving up KFC and pork bites. This place is called Chicklet. And they just opened about a couple weeks ago. And it's a new spot to check out for chicken wings, beverages, and a lot more. Mm -hmm. They also serve gyozas, salads, and onion rings, which both you and I inhaled. <laughs> I kind of feel like you and I were the only ones eating that. We ate it all. <laughs> so funny. I know. And what really surprised us were these fresh fruit flavored sodas. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, okay, what is this? We got the strawberry and the mango. And I was like, okay, I like these sodas. They're they're made with fruit. This It's something new. And the best part is for students, I'm talking to you, UW students, for all you summer school students, you can make it a combo for $11. These food trays are deep. Yeah. So there's a lot of food that comes with your $11 combo. Mm -hmm, for sure. And it totally surprised me too, because I thought it was just like, I stuck my hand in there. I'm like, where'd my hand go? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's really deep. And the way that they serve the bits of chicken and pork in those trays, they're, they're like these, the perfect bite size. They're caramelized. They're tender. You can tell that they're thighs because that flavor and texture. And yeah, those really kind of just surprised me because, you know, I eat chicken bites a lot and it's hard, you know, to keep them moist and juicy. And I thought they did a great job with those. I kind of like the pork bites too. They mm -hmm. were pretty good. Boneless pork bites. You can put them in a salad, which they did. And they had that mustard yogurt dressing, mm -hmm. which was really good. Yeah. I, I, that kind of surprised me. me too. I would come back on the Ave and grab a soda and, and some chicken wings there. Yep. I'd be back for those bites and the soda as well. The sodas yeah. were, again, fresh fruit and just kind of surprising because at first I, I didn't know it was carbonated. I just thought it was juice. And I took a sip. I'm all, ooh, it is like a soda. 
cool. Just open, so check out Chicklet on the Ave. All right, Monica, that's pretty much all of our recaps. Let's get into some events because we've got several of them. I'll start it off. Yes. I can't believe it's been 10 years, but Marination, the food truck, and the whole Corp Cuisine is celebrating with an anniversary party. On Wednesday, June 19th from 5 to 9 p.m., the Marination food truck will be at the Super 6 lot in Columbia City for a backyard party. Tickets are $10 at marination.brownpapertickets.com, and the ticket is good for one drink ticket and one food serving from the Marination Big Blue Truck. In addition to that, portions of the proceeds also goes towards the Jubilee Women's Center. Monica, I can't believe it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's been 10 years. I mean, I remember when I used to follow Big Blue around when it was one of five truly mobile food trucks in the Seattle area. And back then it was hard. This is one of the OG food trucks in Seattle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember when the station opened up, I was so excited that I could go someplace and always get my sliders and my mac salad and everything. And then it just started all there. And here we are today with all their locations and all their catering and just all the great work that they do in our community. It is literally a mobile empire and, well, not mobile empire, but a entire mobile and brick and mortar empire. <laughs> they've, got, <laughs> they've got several places already all around Seattle. So, Yeah, Nelson, I'm really sad that I can't go to the anniversary party, but I hope a lot of other folks do because it is truly a celebration. And if you can't make it to the party, then try to make it to one of their other locations, whether it's Big Blue, the truck, or having them over for catering, or to the station in Capitol Hill, or to Maikai, uh, West Seattle, or to Super 6, which has my favorite brunch dish, which is the bubble waffle with the fried chicken. Check it out, you guys. Uh, my favorite date idea, taking that water taxi from the waterfront mm -hmm. all the way to West Seattle, and then just eating at Marination Makai. That's yep. pro tip for all you people out there. Monica, tell us about the SLU market because they're going to do a night market this weekend. Yes. So on Saturday, June 22nd, from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., South Lake Union Saturday Market is going to hold one of its night market series. So really important, you guys, on the days where they have the night market, that means they're not going to have a day market. So they do this about four times during the summer. And this year, each one is themed. And so this one is Asia. These night markets have a beer garden and an outdoor movie provided by Seattle Outdoor Cinema. And they're going to be screening The Matrix, a classic film that started it all for the trilogy. I know you've seen The Matrix, <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Neo, no. <laughs> dial the phone, dial the phone. Okay. Anyway, you guys, uh, if you haven't seen The Matrix, you should check it out at the Outdoor Cinema. So it's summer solstice weekend. Get out there. Enjoy the festivities. And it also very important. Do not get this event mixed up with the Magnuson Park Night Market on Thursday, June 20th. That's at Magnuson Park. Uh, that's also a jam-packed event with many of the same vendors, but totally different. So just pay attention to the Facebook invites uh, to make sure you're going to the right place. Is there a reason why they're showing the Matrix for Asia Seattle Night Market? Is it because Keanu Reeves is a quarter Asian or is there another reason for that? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I know Seattle Outdoor Cinema plans uh, what movies they're going to be playing pretty far in advance so that they can schedule mm -hmm. it out. That's mainly, I think, for sponsorship because they do have sponsors for those outdoor movies and for the beer garden. Um, so I don't know that, that any thought went into pairing the themes. I, I mean, I know yeah. that there are four different global themes this year. 
And um, I haven't heard more about that, but I know who to ask. So I will find out. Because <laughs> okay, I'm just like, that's, that's an interesting pairing, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, yeah. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. From the Seattle night market to a pop-up that we've been anticipating for a while this Saturday from one to 3 PM milk and leaf collective milk and leaf collective are popping up at Friday afternoon on four, two, two, eight Stoneway North. And they'll be serving tea infused ice cream flavors and summer solstice cheer. (laughs) So not to be confused. This is a Saturday pop-up at the store Friday afternoon. So it's not on Friday. It's on Saturday. Okay, I wasn't confused, but now I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) I got confused. Milk and Leaf Collective are still finalizing all their flavors, but one of the flavors that they post on Instagram will be Strawberry Butterfly, which blends one of the Friday afternoon teas, the Butterfly Blend with Strawberries. Monica, considering how successful the last pop-up is, you'll probably want to get there early, aka you'll probably want me to stand in line early. Oh, yeah, for sure, because I've actually tried to get to one of the pop-ups and they were sold out by the time I got there. So mm-hmm. um, I hear line standing is an option and, you know, I say no to that. So, <laughs> yes, it's you, Nelson. <laughs> Great. Great. All right. Since I'm the youngest amongst us, too, I guess I have to. Now, why do you try to bring age into this? <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing ageism in. That's a, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing that card out there. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. It's, it's tea infused ice cream. Mm-hmm. So how often do you get that? You can't even, you can't find those at specialty stores. So it's interesting. Can't wait. And Monica, you're going to this next event. <laughs> Tell us about bacon, eggs, and kegs. Okay. You guys on June 22nd and 23rd, bacon, eggs, and kegs returns to CenturyLink field for brunch and booze benefiting Northwest Harvest. You can sample over 80 local brews and ciders if you pay for them. <laughs> and, and from some of my favorites like Titan Cider, Elysian Brewing Company, and Pair Up Cider. You'll enjoy Instagrammable 30-foot Bloody Mary bar. I love that. Entertainment by Keys on Main. They are hilarious. Oh, I love, <laughs> right? I love keyboard singers they're the best they are so much fun and i tell you what makes it more fun when you're just having a couple of beers they get even funnier just saying oh yeah (laughs) um there's also going to be brunch inspired dishes by musang and other vendors so musang is going to be there you guys and if you haven't heard melissa miranda has signed some paperwork so that restaurant is coming on beacon hill Mm -hmm. yep So this is a 21 plus event only get your tickets now for $45 because they're close to selling out on Saturday, which I think they usually do. I am looking forward to trying out um, some new ciders and sour beers. And of course that grammable bloody Mary. Um, Have you ever been to this Nelson? No, but I remember you going last year and you guys had like a crazy time. Yeah. Just, just, (laughs) ate and drank your way in like your heightened bacon and just alcohol. Well, it's just weird because, okay, so first of all, you get like 12 tastes, right? So 12 tastes Uh is a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. lot. It's a lot. And then you get like these cups of bacon and I'm just like walking around with these red cups full of bacon. I mean, that's pretty much anyone's dream, right? Bacon and booze. So yeah. Yeah. Salt and alcohol. That's the best combination ever. I know. So looking forward to that. Uh, you got one more event for us, Nelson. I do. I do. This is the Taste of Tacoma. And Monica, I for some reason, I consider the trio of eating festivals, the Taste of Tacoma, Bite of Seattle, and the Taste of Edmonds, like the, the top three around the greater Seattle area. Would you consider that? 
Yeah, I do. I've pretty much, those are the big ones. Those are the big summer ones for sure. This one always kicks it off. And so with the summer season here comes this Friday through Sunday, the 33rd annual Taste of Tacoma at the Point Defiance Park. With over 40 restaurants and food vendors along with cooking demos and battles with local chefs, carnival rides, they don't have that at Bite of Seattle, mm. and live entertainment, there is everything for the family and friends. For most of these festivals, admission is free. I looked online. You can also purchase taste package deals at a discounted price for tickets that act as good as cash on tasteoftacoma.com. Hmm. I think this would be fun if you want to take your family. If you are if you live down south or you don't have anything to do, it could be a fun event to take your friends and just hang out there. Definitely. I've never been to Taste of Tacoma because I don't get down there very often, but it sounds like a good time. We got one, two, three, four, five, six events to kind of get you through the week. I think that's enough for that's a food okay. crawl, don't you it's, think? It's average. Eh, it's yeah, not bad. It's not eh, bad. You know. You know, next week is the start of the summer with the summer solstice. And so Seattle and Seattle, we love summer. So get out there. Even if you're not going to any of the events that we talked about, just get out there and enjoy it. Eat some great food. Tell us about it. We want to know what you're eating, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Monica, let's get on to the interview, shall we? Yes, we should. Our interview today is with Adria Saracino, and she's the face behind the Emerald Palette, sharing food and travel in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Here's our interview with Adria. Hello, everyone. Today, we're with Adria Saracino, who is also known to a lot of folks as Emerald Palette. And Adria does a lot of traveling, does a lot of eating around town, has a lot of great information to share about where to eat and things to do. And I just want to welcome her to the show today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. So let's start at the beginning. Tell me what is the Emerald Palette and how did it start? Yeah, of course. The Emerald Palette uh, is a food and travel blog based in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and I try to cover the culinary scene and also sort of the off the off the tourist path uh, unique adventures in the area. Uh, and how it started about 10 years ago, actually, uh, it started as a street style blog. Uh, it used to be called the Emerald Closet. Uh, and I it was one of my first jobs out of school. And I was actually in PR. And I was pitching all of these, you know, influencers at the time before that word was even a thing. And I was like, wow, these high schoolers really are doing things with their lives. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, and so, yeah, I used to just document street style in Seattle. Um, and I had this grand plan of having different um, brand umbrellas under Emerald. Um, so I actually bought the Emerald palette, like a uh, trademark and the domain really early. And I sat on it. And then you realize how much blogging, how much work it is. And I was like, you know what? I think I just need to have one. And so as my interests sort of changed, I've always really been into food and travel. Um, and rather than putting it off and wait until I had enough time to sort of do the separate thing, I just rebranded and kept went with the Emerald Palette because it was just much more in line with my interests. So, Yeah, I've looked at your content. In addition to the website, you know, I get your newsletters mm -hmm. as well. And I, I think what's most shocking to me is seeing how much information is there. As someone like I still blog regularly, I try to do two or three blog posts a week, but it it's a lot of work, mm -hmm. not just the writing, but the photos. There's always like interesting little tidbits. Like you, I was reading this one recently about great places for groups to eat. Right. And so, yeah, like you got your top six places, but then you go on, you're just like, well, here are other places that I've heard about. And I don't know how it is, but like, you might want to check them out. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> 
Okay, so now it's like 30 places. But, you know, that's what people need. When people Mm -hmm. need information, they need information. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can go to like Yelp and do the search, but then the search isn't perfect, Mm -hmm. right? So it's really hit or miss. And so, like, my mind was blown. I'm just like, that's a lot of places. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it it is absolutely a lot of content. So what are some ways that you highlight the Seattle food scene and what you do? Totally. Um, So it's actually funny that you, you, you talk about how much work it is because actually the, I think the way that I do it is that basically I have a lot of type A personalities. I totally know it. Um, I, for example, have this really manic Trello board of all the restaurants I want to try. When I travel, I make like these really intense Google maps. Um, and then I sometimes get a little bit fixated on trying to figure out like the best of something like the best poke or best steak Mm -hmm. tartare. Um, and then I also had for so long had a private Google calendar of all the food and drink events going on. Um, so basically I was always developing content. I've always been a content developer, but basically just for my own, you know, my own insanity of keeping organized. I was like, I should really be sharing this more. Um, and so that's what I try to do. I just try to take the things that I'm already really passionate about and doing and share them out. Um, and so like people can find, um, the best kind of like food and drink events, um, and also makers cause I really love artisans and crafters. Um, and so those kind of events that are happening in the area on my Seattle area event calendar, and then my blog posts, I try to round up the best of things. So I just did a best pastas in Seattle's, um, post and, uh, try to do those kind of things. And then anytime I have a travel post, I share that, you know, pretty intense Google map. Um, so those are the ways I do with my content. And then I also have um, started doing self-guided food tours. Um, Cause I really, at the end of the day, love travel planning. Like, again, I do it for myself really intensely. Um, and so I was like, you know, why don't I take that concept of a food tour that I really like that I do a lot when I travel, but really strip out the things that I don't love as much and give people sort of the flexibility to mm-hmm. follow an itinerary, but not necessarily be in a group tour or And one of the things that I realized when I looked actually into doing real people tours, like in-person tours, is that you're kind of at the expense of restaurants wanting to work with you, whether Mm -hmm. it's like maybe they're, they don't feel like they need the marketing or maybe they literally are a hole in the wall and they can't really support a Mm -hmm. big group. Um, And I just kind of realized you kind of get maybe the third tier of what somebody would recommend because of operational issues. Mm-hmm. And so that was just one of the reasons I kind of went for it and, and launched it. And I have two in Ballard and Vermont. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've always told myself when I get to that point of Google mapping things <laughs> that I need to stop. <laughs> and you're not the only one that, that I know that does that. And I think it's great, but I'm just like, that's my line. We all have our lines, right? Mm-hmm. That's my line drawn in the sand. The minute I'm Google mm-hmm. mapping, like every place I'm going to eat, it's over. And yeah. I think that concept of having places for people to go is really important. And why I say that is because I'm often someone, you know, when I travel, I travel with a group of people. Everybody's just like, well, you decide where to eat. It's a lot of responsibility. And so people actually, when they're traveling, don't want that responsibility because, you know, someplace might be bad. I mean, someplace could have really good reviews or you might have like a direct recommendation. Um, Someone just recommended a restaurant to me and I'd already eaten there. And clearly we have different opinions over Mm -hmm. what that's like. And so you have to take it at its source. And I think that's the importance of a brand and building trust with the people who follow you is that they're just like, oh, well, Adria likes it. We seem to like the same things. Um, I'm going to go ahead and follow her recommendation. Right. 
Awesome. Yeah. And so, honestly, sometimes I wonder why I still do the Google Maps. So I'm with you. <laughs> okay. So you were just talking about your self-guided tours in Ballard and Fremont. So the Fremont one just came out about a month ago. Is that right? Yep. And uh, you invited some of us to a little party to talk about it. But um, aside from that, I mean, is there anything else that's going to happen this year that you want to tell us about? Yeah, totally. Um, so one of the things, you know, I just, I'm hoping to launch more of the guides. Um, you know, the spirit of the guides is really trying to get people um, who may be visiting into the neighborhoods mm -hmm. that tourists don't usually go. Mm -hmm. um, and then honestly help people who live here explore neighborhoods they don't go. Um, I actually, one of the reviews I just got about it was somebody who lives here and was like, I never go to Fremont and mm -hmm. this is amazing. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, that just like made my day. So I hope to definitely do more of those. Um, and I definitely have ideas for, I want to maybe incorporate, um, a little bit more interactivity, mm -hmm. like whether that be, um, more of like a, a a podcast, if you would call it, where they mm -hmm. can actually listen mm -hmm. um, as they go on the tour or, you know, in the best case scenario, an app, but, you know, I'm yeah. not a developer. So, you know, <laughs> lots of logistical things. Um, so, yeah, definitely expanding those maybe into different cities mm -hmm. eventually. Um, and then one of the ideas that has really been percolating is I really want to explore having more Pacific Northwest food focused retreats, mm -hmm. um, like long weekend retreats, because um, I actually go on a fair bit of yoga retreats and I always wish there was more emphasis on food when I go to them. Um, um, and you know, I totally nerd out when I travel, like it is my jam to go to like a honeybee farm or, <laughs> um, just obscure things about mm -hmm. how our food systems are made. And there's a lot of really interesting pockets around the Pacific Northwest doing that. And so I'd love to organize some kind of get together with like-minded mm -hmm. people to explore those kind of makers and artisans. Um, and then obviously eat and drink delicious food and drinks, um, so yeah, I'm hoping that will be in the future. Um, maybe not within this year, because mm -hmm. honestly, how many months is left? But, I know, yeah. it's July. Yeah, it's June, it goes July. so fast, but mm -hmm. soon. So those are things I'm excited about. Yeah, what I loved about um, the Fremont one is that you had us at Rock Creek, which is one of the businesses there. And I live in North Seattle, and I've been by Rock Creek tons of times. Actually had no idea it was there. Been to Unita Burger, been to Fremont Bull, and like restaurant. We've been, been all up and down that street, but had no idea that like two, just like half a block down, like there's this great brunch spot. And so just like that person saying, I never knew it was here. Yeah, I had no idea it was there. And it's great. And in the weeks ahead, like people were asking me, people always ask me about brunch for some reason. So I must give up like a heavy brunch vibe <laughs> on my feed. Uh, I do love brunch. <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, they have a really great brunch and I really love the space. So thank you. Thank you. That's, that's from just, a foodie. <laughs> that just makes my day. Yeah. Whenever you can find something that other locals agree mm -hmm. on, yeah. um, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, mm -hmm. I, again, I don't want anybody to get that, like maybe second or third tier. Mm -hmm. I want them to get yeah. what we would recommend. No, so that's totally, great. totally, totally. Okay. So there's this part of the show where we do rapid fire questions mm -hmm. with influencers. Usually makes people a little bit uneasy because you don't know what I'm going to ask. It might be food focused and it might not. So first, totally first thing, nervous. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> this first thing that pops in your head. You ready? Right. Yes. Okay. You sure? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Scallops or shrimp? Ooh, scallops. Uh, dicks or in and out? Dicks. I've Team never had in and out. <gasps> I know, I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Team Edward or Team Jacob? Edward. Edward. I know, the dark Edward. booty type. Um, honey or sugar? Hmm. Honey. Honey. All right. Um, almonds or walnuts? Almonds. Almonds. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite cocktail? 
<sighs> Favorite cocktail. I always go for something gin based mm. um, or bourbon. Um, I'm not married to any specific ones, but those mm. are my go-to bases. Do you like Hendrix? Yeah. Sure. If it's in a mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I pass the days drinking straight. So. <laughs> yeah, you just like, gotta add a little something. Yeah. Okay. See, you did great. You did great. You knew you knew all the answers. So the last question is what are we eating? So I know that you travel mm-hmm. a lot, you eat a lot. Mm-hmm. So this could be something like a particular food or cuisine that you're focused on or a place that you just tried or something that you're cooking at home. It's really pretty open. Yeah. What am I eating? Jeez. I mean, there's these places that are my my OG go-tos mm-hmm. that I just find all around are very consistent, which surprises me at how much I don't think a lot of restaurants are consistent with yeah. you know, how much I love food, but in terms of like at me loving everything on their menu. So those are places like Delancey, mm-hmm. um, Rock Creek is one of them, uh, Monoline, also in Fremont. Um, and then um, recently Homer, um, which is like Mediterranean, Middle Eastern uh, in uh, South Seattle. Um, but, you know, I actually, you know, I'd recently read somewhere that uh, hotel restaurants are the next trend. And I'm definitely one of those people that I'm a little bit suspect of hotels because I've eaten a lot of really terrible hotels. Um, and I, I don't know. I've noticed that it's been changing a little bit. Like when I recently went on a trip to Phoenix, Mm -hmm. um, our favorite uh, meal was at one of the hotel Mm -hmm. restaurants that we ate at. And then recently, actually, I think it was just Wednesday this week, um, we tried out Ben Paris. Uh, I was just blown away. I liked Mm -hmm. every dish. And I was like, wow, that is just not really what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've just been really impressed with when you can find those gems in hotels that are really, really elevating and making it more of a place that locals would also want to go as well. For sure. I agree. Even in Seattle in the last year and a half, we've started to see that and actually just went to a hotel today, to a hotel restaurant. And, And I think it's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I think it's lost money, you know, mm-hmm. for a hotel, if people are coming in and of course you want to explore the city, but also you're tired, yeah. you know, and if it's convenient and it's someplace good to eat, then that makes a difference to people. And then also, you know, like the lunch crowd, if you're at a convention, where are people eating? Right. I mean, it's, it's not a destination to come and eat lunch at your restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so things are definitely changing. Yeah. I've noticed a change in taste for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, that's the end of our interview. Um, Adria, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. And that's our interview with Adria. Adria has been blogging for years, and if you sign up for her newsletter online, you'll receive tons of useful information like an event guide, shopping finds, getaways, and more. She also has two self-guided food tours, which we talked about in the interview. There's a Ballard one and the Fremont one that just dropped in May. So I said in the interview, Rock Creek was a great find, and that's one of the places on her food tour. So check her out. So Monica, you can go to her Instagram page, Emerald Palette to find out how to subscribe to her blog, but mm-hmm. where can we find her website too? Uh, you can find her website on, on her profile or it's the emeraldpalette.com. And from there, you can link up to lots of things. I mean, you know, for example, she she's taking getaways in Phoenix. And I remember this one glamping series that she did last year in Oregon. She got to ride a hot air balloon. How awesome is that? That is awesome. Right? Yes. I want to do that. I, I want to stay in a yurt. <laughs> yurt yeah i've been seeing a lot of yurts lately at like Paradiso, yurts. By the way. Yeah? yeah i've never stayed in a yurt me either before. but they're adorable <laughs> i also saw a guide for leavenworth i believe she did too as well 
Oh, wow. No, I, I've never been to Leavenworth either. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I could have used that when I went on that Leavenworth weekend. Right. That could have been, that could have been very useful. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check her out. Monica, that's pretty much the end of our show. Anything to add? No, nothing to add. We got big plans for this coming week. So looking forward to telling you all about it. We are heading away from Seattle for a couple days. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you all about it on our next episode. Gonna Hashtag give you a tease there. Not a couple. Hashtag not a couple. This is a business um, business thing, you guys. Yeah, this is this is a business business trip business trip. <laughs> <laughs> are we also serious? This is, are we serious? We're talking about food. I don't know why we're so serious about this. <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm excited to check it out. So we'll be gone Thursday and Friday, but um, we'll be back and give you another show, episode 41. Other than that, I hope everyone had a wonderful Father's Day. Happy Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.